Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray now. Hello, Andy. Morning. You said something right as you pressed go live. You said episode 987. And I, I quickly tried to go on the calendar and count does our 1000th episode fall on christmas day it does that's wild yeah it kind of sucks too it sucks it's the best thing that's ever happened ever i know but my fear and i'm just gonna say this to all the dirt balls out there my fear is you're so busy with family we will have essentially nine so by my calculations, we will record the 1,000th episode in New Orleans on the 16th. Then we will have two scheduled episodes, 998 and 999, before the 1,000th actually drops. You and I don't have to do anything on Christmas Day now except deliver what is certain to be a wild drunken live new orleans recorded podcast on christmas day that dirt balls will have not if you're not there by the way get your comedy tickets at comedy house nola right now if you're not there live you won't you'll be it's just nine days of people like chomping at the bit to hear what went on they're gonna hear nine days of tales and stories and whatever and then this is like when i woke up to the hall of justice when i was a kid and my dad got me the <laughs> the whole hall of justice with superman and wonder woman and aquaman and batman christmas morning you're gonna get up surprise surprise bitches the thousandth episode i think this couldn't work out any better if you ask me well, I'm glad you have that spin. I just know, you know how it is. If you get caught, you you got some kids or you're stuck with your parents, your aunt, grandparents, whatever. I just, I was like, and I'm sure people, they'll get to it for sure. It's just like, historically speaking, and I'll just be fully transparent here, even with the listeners, historically speaking, our downloads take like a dip, not like major, but they do take a dip when there's holidays because I think less people are in their car. You know, a huge amount of listeners are checking us out while they're in the car. I, I just, that's all I was thinking. I was but thinking you also, me. I mean, who cares about day one? It's all, it's all the downloads between then and maybe Thursday's episode. For sure. So you're going to have a couple days. The kids go to bed with their, all their toys. You know, you and the wife finally clean up all the dishes, throw out all the wrapping paper. And then you just say, honey, this Christmas, I'm just so thankful for you, and the kids, and our health, all the wonderful gifts we had, our family here. 
But do you want to hear Andy Ruther, Joe Prano, and the Dirty Sports All Stars just unhinged in New Orleans? Because that's been waiting in my that's been waiting in my podcast app all day, sitting in the queue. Then, of course, you got to factor in what is probably seventy percent of our audience who are just absolute weirdos who have no friends or family and will be spending the day with us. Wow, you're saying <laughs> seven. seven. I mean, not not you, the listener that's listening to this, but the other guys, you know, I'm not talking about you, guy who's listening to this. I know you have friends, but a lot of our fans don't, you know, so Merry Christmas, everyone. What a a backhanded shot. I have to remember this because in New Orleans now, now it's basically going to be a Christmas themed episode. Like I'm going, I'm, I was originally going to come in a Eli Manning high school jersey i might come as santa claus who knows well i i it's funny that you just calculated i did last night same thing in bed i had my phone out and i'm looking at the calendar and i was like okay tomorrow's 987 and i did the same thing I go, holy shit we, we did this right didn't we monday christmas day so right yeah it's like monday christmas day is the thousandth episode yep which is a nice little segue i'll just play the call real quick because we have a call about the thousandth episode so this actually kind of works out perfectly hey what's going on guys so with the thousandth episode uh coming very close to fruition um i wanted to put the signal out there for uh there to be kind of a little something else that comes with that thousandth episode and i would really be willing to uh put it some of my free time on the line to uh, to make this happen. Um, but I really think that we need a Dirty Sports Greatest Moments compilation to go with that, um, whether it's just clips of some of the, the best Joe Prano rants or maybe some clips of, you know, the best Rutherisms or, you know, moments of like does Shabelli know things like that you know just like a compilation of all of the best dirty sports moments particularly for me I just want to hear that rant of Joe Prano when Eli Manning got benched like I've been wanting to re-listen to that for years now um so I'd even be willing to with your guys's help and, and permission be able to put that together but I'd love to just go back to the first episode to the thousandth and just make, you know, a really super long compilation of all the best dirty sports moments. So uh, that's something that we can make happen. I'd, I'd definitely love to hear it. So looking to, looking to hear your thoughts on it. Peace. Now you guys aren't going to like to hear this, but I'm just going to be honest again. Like, like who's digging through this? Like you would have had to start this a year ago. Well, I think that there's, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? Like, let's, let's talk about the logistics, a thousand episodes multiplied. Let's just say roughly an hour and a half an episode, which is probably more on average. Who's doing that? Well, this, so there is no logistical way of saying we're going to go back and pull all the best moments, but I will say that there's sort of a, a sneaky way to do this. Which is, and by the way, I'd even be willing to do the audio work, but the legwork would have to be taken care of for me. 
The legwork being like, that's not, he, he named a specific moment. That's not hard to find. We can find Yeah, that'll out. be easy. That's easy to find because we know when Eli Manning didn't start. Yeah. So there's a date. Like if the dirt balls on, I don't know, Reddit or via email or something like that. Uh, yeah, pr- probably, I guess probably Reddit's the place. I don't know or what's Twitter been going, or Twitter or something like that. Instagram, but, whatever, DMs. But if there was, but my point is if there was a way to have one form. Oh, that's what you mean. Uh, and say, these are the top 20 moments where it's like, yo, Joe, uh, when the Eagles fucking won the Super Bowl, Joe, when they benched Eli Manning, Ruther, when Kobe died, whatever the case may be, um, things that are easily findable. Or you say, I remember specifically it was this episode. I've had that marked forever. I mean, if we if we had a top 10 or top 20 moments and the episodes or a general idea of where a general idea of the date. It's not that hard to go back, pull them, just clip that part, stack them one out of the other one after the other in between. I'll do the, uh, sports center. Number nine. Well, where's this going? Number eight. I don't know on the feed. Oh, just like on the podcast feed. Okay. The 20 greatest moments in 30 sports history. Good luck choosing that. Well, that's what I just said. I'm not choosing it. <laughs> Nor I am I. Even... I'm saying if if there was, you know, up votes and down votes of yeah, that moment, yeah, this, a list. I don't know. Pulling it and putting it together, not that hard. Yeah, that's Time not consuming. Too... That's not, not the not worst for sure. Yeah. But being like, there was a time Joe did this about this. I don't know. It might have been 2014. You're out. <laughs> yeah. Now, you if should... you're like, I remember distinctly episode 761, Ruth was talking about shitting his pants. It's like, boom. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. We should play audio from me after my brain injury. Yeah. That episode. I believe that was like episode 13 or something. Wow. I believe something in that in that realm of like my slurred speech. Vanilla Sky. Yeah. All that stuff. Like that's one we could probably no, that's not like a top moment, but maybe like a minute or two of just me drooling or whatever I was doing back then. Reddit would probably be the easiest. If, if you're going to want to have a central location. Well, listen, this is this dirt balls. Idea. I mean, I'm seeing I, look like this is the thing, like the comments I'm already seeing, like shout out to our hockey correspondent, Ryan Clatt. Just re-listened to episode 276. Suck my thundering herd dick. The whole episode has a ton of great moments. How? I thought we only had like X amount of episodes back. What do you mean? Work are all of our episodes available somewhere? No, no. Is two seventy six? Could could I find two seventy six on the internet right now? No, you and I could. Wait, so you're telling me, Ed Orgeron? We like we've been doing Ed Orgeron for this long. See, two seventy six. 
I mean, Ryan Clatt is just coming in. Like they're dirt balls. A lot of you guys. Me, me realizing dirt balls have as far back as episode 276 available to them is like when Chris D'Elia found out that you could screenshot Snapchats. <laughs> By the way, Ryan, I'm going to get to a call. We can do it now if we want. It's real short. Somebody is either a newer dirtball and does not know you are a hockey correspondent or is trying to come for your Oh boy. Job. Well, I think we should we need to get, when hockey season starts, we need to get Ryan back on. It started. It did it. Yeah. <laughs> it started. And somebody even called about being our hockey correspondent. Which I saw he you, left the you comment. come at the you come at the clat you best not miss well that's, that's the, the old saying I you know he first of all we, we all know Ryan has been an a, amazing addition to the show he also left a comment on YouTube again I don't know if he's newer and doesn't know I I'd hate to be a, a dirtball that doesn't know about clat end up in a burlap sack in the back of a freight train headed off to Saskatoon no I'd be chopped up in pieces and thrown through that thrown in with that coal that's the visual I'm getting. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna help run that train with your I dead body. I want to fuck with a union man. Yeah. So you're gonna be, you're gonna be on. You're gonna be tied to the tracks like an old timey villain would do. If a tra if a train okay, so let's say a body's tied to a track. I, I I swear that Andy was about to do like a fucking middle school math thing. If a train leaves Des Moines, no, heading west no, no. To 200... Would the, would the train be derailed or would just run over the person? A human being? I'm yeah. assuming it would just run over a person. Ryan, can we get some confirmation on that next time it you call? Doesn't, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the a human flesh and bones is enough to derail. You but, wouldn't think, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting question. I'm going to play this call real quick. Hey, guys. Dave the Dirtball from Everett, Washington. And for those of you who aren't Washington State people, Seattle, Washington, I've enjoyed some libations tonight. So apologies if this comes off. Some but Libations. I could not What's that? Get... What's that? Some drinks. Some alcoholic beverages. Libations? Yeah. <laughs> weren't you a fucking... No, you were a history major, weren't you? I was gonna say, no, I was an, an English major, major, but I just... I'm not really familiar with that term. Okay. Well, anyway. now you are. He's already lost me. He's too smart for me. A rat's ass about the NHL. However, I'm willing to watch every NHL game from here on out to be your new hockey correspondent, if you'll have me. Let me know. I'll call in weekly, and I'll give you the layman's terms for what's going on in hockey. Again, Dave the Dirtball. Hope you have a good one, guys. Bye. So Dave the Dirtball. Also, how does, how does one watch every hockey game? Also, he doesn't care about hockey. Whereas Ryan loves hockey. It's a, it's yeah. an interesting play. I feel like we should have them on together and we should let Dave, the dirtball make a statement and then we'll have Ryan fact check it. Well, we have like, I've had some libations, but. Well, three, Ryan, somebody, is... somebody scored three goals in the sharks game. And I believe that's called a pants trick. And Ryan would be like, it's actually a hat trick. <laughs> Ryan said he will come on right now to defend himself. He also said the train would not flinch if a human body was laying down. Yeah. yeah. I no. Well, first of all, I think it's disrespectful. No offense to David Durbal to even allow him to come on with Ryan. Ryan is now. A listen, staple. listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Dave has to be a new dirt ball or maybe one of these dirt balls who was gone and then returned. The which, one last episode who which happens from time to time. Didn't you know. listen for six years because yeah. he was too this, busy with college. Yeah, there, but this happens for a variety of reasons. I've seen the dirt ball leave and come back. I feel like I've personally driven some dirt balls away that then eventually come back after they, they feel like I've forgotten about them. But what they don't know is I never forget. Um, you know what it's but, like? It's like that Zach Braff movie where he comes and he returns home. Garden State? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I either Dave... But Dave, from Dave's voice, it seems like Dave does not know about Ryan. And so, like, I, I like I approve of dirtballs that just, like, want to help and want to be a part of it. And it's like, hey, you need, these guys need a hockey correspondent. It doesn't feel like he's coming at Ryan. He wasn't like, Ryan sucks. You need a new hockey correspondent. True. So, I'm not going to take a shot at a guy for just like wanting to help. Well, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just like, you know, not only is Ryan our hockey correspondent, he's our train correspondent, which we all know how much I love the train. It'd be aspect. weird if we, it would, it would also be weird if we got a call like tomorrow's like, Hey, I'm Cole, Texas dirt ball. Just wondering if you guys need a, uh, railroad correspondent and be like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Oh man. Or some guy calls and he's like, this might be a weird thing, but, um, I believe Jameis Winston is a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I'd like to discuss it with you guys. Guys, we're all stocked up in these positions. That's funny. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys in New Orleans in five weeks. Five weeks from tomorrow. It's really creeping up. Amazing. I haven't written a single joke yet. This is going to be a disaster. How much time am I got to do? You need as much time as you want to do, Andy. Open with 30. <laughs> so have you guys seen Coco Melon? Andy, you can do as much time as you want to do up to 12 minutes. <laughs> there we go. I'll light you at 10. Which you and I both know in the comedy world, when you tell somebody that, there are people who will take some serious liberties. Oh yeah. On time. Yeah. Which which is still one of my favorite things about the comedy world is the I would call them just like the completely habitual line steppers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the habitual line steppers. But not only that, the people who are it's like, are you autistic? Read the room. The room ain't feeling you, dude. Get off stage. You're going on too long. The oh, who... and there's so many. Com there's comics who run the light. The, I feel like the mental illness that it takes to run the light comes in various forms. It's like some people who are like, I'm killing. And it's like, no, you're not. And yes. then there's the people who know they're not killing and they're trying to get off on a good one. And it's like, bro, we'll be here all night if you're trying to get off on a good one. Just like get off fucking stage. I was taught at a very young age that you absolutely under no circumstances run the light. Same. And there are some people who never learned that or learned it and just like straight up do not care. Well, the, the funny bone in St. Louis that where I first started doing open mics during the open mic shows, if you ran the light, you were banned for a month. So basically, you know, it's, it's like disciplining a child. And I think it's smart. Yeah. It's saying, guys, you run the light. 
you're you can't come on stage for a month because this is why this whole system is set up this way and it and the the leeway grows as you grow as a comic but like especially on a showcase show or whatever it's like what are you doing yeah and traditionally, I'm just going to say it, and people can call me racist. Black comics run light like it's no business. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm going to stereotype that black comics notoriously are like, yeah, you're light. Fuck that. It's it's like their reparations. <laughs> it's like they they deserve the time. I used to say, <laughs> I'm not even going to do the joke. You should. Look, it's all it's all comedy. People are living yeah. more time. It's all comedy jokes. You know, yeah. you're gonna get canceled over an inside comedy joke in, in a world that you know only a few people know. Well, I, I think know. we know I think we know that like the marathons, the track and field, like whatever, it's all it's all dominated by African Americans. It's not a diss to say that African Americans are great runners or no. Africans in general. No. And I just used to say the only thing black people are better at than running is running the light. <laughs> that's funny it's true <laughs> i mean there's a reason dave Chappelle had how many literal guinness book of world record yeah i don't think he was getting the, i don't think he was getting the light but no he's he not getting the yeah. light yeah but it's it it kind of proves it, it proves that point remember when we, remember when we do lyle's show it up in oakland and he'd be like, Andy's gonna go on first, and then I'll I'll feature, and then Joe will close the show, and then he'd do 45 minutes, and then he'd be like, wrap it up with a tight 15. I'd be like, What are you loud? What are you doing? It is and I'm like, it's I'm like, it's your show, but still. We, you could have you could have just headlined me and pay you could have just headlined and then just paid me the same to do 15 minutes in front of you. I was thinking a lot when we were talking about black dudes running the light. He's like, We have a tight out at 10 o'clock. Sorry, I went to 946. <laughs> I'll pay you the same. Just wrap it up. I can't wait to tell Lyle that we talked about we talked about him running the light on here. This well to change it up. It's so funny. I'm looking at the comments like Jameis 101. It, it, it's funny. Like the, the this has now brought back so many memories. This dirt ball trip down memory lane. I got to read this comment. I think a lot of people share this sentiment from from Nick Kleckner. I feel like the real Jameis 101 never got what he deserved. Anyone else still hungry for him to be embarrassed still? It bothers me regularly that he had never had that moment of shame that he deserved. I had I had that for a while, Nick. I agree. I, I mean, I still have that. But the, what you have to realize about him is the mental illness is so strong. Like, yes. he, does not, he does not know shame. I agree. He is, he is the most shameless, insane... James, I've gone back and forth with him a bunch recently because he he likes saying that Jameis one of one had the fourth highest QBR in 2021, which isn't true. Obviously, they rank QBR. He was he's not he's not even on the list because he didn't play enough games to qualify. Yeah, but but if you if he did qualify, like let's say that number, if he did qualify, then he would be fourth on that list unfortunately if you included everybody that didn't play enough games to qualify he'd be like 30th and he's like well that's why my thing says minimum seven games and i'm like oh the number of games Jameis played like what kind of mental illness is that oh i i think i think that ethan is severely mentally ill oh i mean well first of all he's 
pretending like he refuses to admit his name is Ethan. He refuses to admit he lives in Tampa. He swears he lives in another country. He's created a whole fake family that he lives with. And again, I don't know if he's one of those people who has lied so much that he believes in his lies. Like this. No, he bel- no, no. Well, you don't he think that. Do, do you, are you questioning if this man who lives in Tampa, Florida, thinks he lives in another country and has a family well, of 12 kids? I'm not going to that extreme. It's just, have you heard what they say about Lance Armstrong? Yeah. It's not a lie if you believe it. It's basically the George Costanza thing. Yeah. Like, but I'm saying we don't believe that Ethan, whose address we have in Tampa, Florida, believes he lives in like Belize on an no, island and I goes for a walk with, 12, with yeah. his 12 children. Yeah, but my point is I'm talking particularly about Jameis Winston. Yeah. Like in his warped, weird head, does I think he does believe he's gotten this weird short end of the stick that there's this huge conspiracy which, by the way, is the funniest thing ever, if you think about it. You and I have discussed it detail. The NFL does not care about anybody. It doesn't matter if you're the best quarterback or if you're Jameis Winston. They don't care. So the But also, of- the, the, the amazing thing with the, with the conspiracy against Jameis Winston, they've been coming for him forever. They, they, they made up sexual harassment. They made up sexual assault rape. charges. They made rape. up rape. They made up a thing. Conversely, he argues, Jameis, beloved teammate, great guy, man of God. So why? If if Jameis is so well-liked by everybody, how come the whole world has been out to get him from since the day he stepped on Florida State's campus and won them a national title? Like, what what is this theory? The reason they don't like him is because I don't have one. Great guy, great teammate, beloved by teammate, great locker room guy. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves Jameis. Except the media who hates him because what? Yeah, he's a lunatic. But the thing is, he'll never, first of all, he doesn't feel shame. And second of all, he'll never come on the show because he'll never reveal himself because he is Ethan. Yeah. And and again, he was shocked that we found him. The fact that he DM'd Dirty Sports Instagram. Basically fessing up to it. I never even accepted it. And you know, you can see it without accepting it. The fact that he fessed up to it is still the funniest thing ever. And guys, we're talking about Ethan himself. There's no Jameis one of one Instagram feed. He himself fessed up to it. He's basically Not- he's basically uh um Brad Pitt and Ed Norton in Fight Club, except Neither versions of them are handsome. <laughs> By the way, New Orleans probably not too far from Tampa. We want to do a little road trip mid thousandth episode dirtball meetup. Just just putting it out there. Well, I I would be worried about the opposite. I would worry about ro- somebody road tripping from Tampa to New Orleans. Who knows exactly where we'll be at exactly what time. I'm not. I, I don't think he's in that world. Like, I don't think he's paying attention. He's definitely not paying attention to us. He's not paying attention to anything. He's a weirdo, man. He's, he, you know what? He, and this will be a great way to transition to this Michigan story. He kind of has vibes of 
the Michigan coach that was stealing signs. Like going to next level Looney Town. This Connor Stallions. Is it Stallions? Stallions? How's it pronounced? Do you even know? Do we care? No, we don't care. Everybody knows who we're talking about. This story's been going on for weeks. And we really haven't talked about it. Which to me we- was like, okay, fucking college football. Hard, full Jay Cutler. Don't care. But it's gotten insane. This is this is Bishop Sycamore level with one guy. As well, far as- I wouldn't go that far, but I know what you mean. I, I mean, as far as the scale of insanity, and I sent you. I mean, because- if he if if we find out that the guys that he was like taking to Central Michigan and like putting in Central Michigan jerseys and like putting on the sidelines with him, he also put in a Suburban and then ran over animals and then backed <laughs> over them and then like painted his face with the blood. Yeah. Until that happens, I don't know if we can talk to him in the same realm as we do. The absolute murderous psychopath. That well, the Bishop Sycamore guy. The story continues to evolve. We haven't really talked about it, but I sent you a breakdown, which was the best way to look at the timeline. And even that timeline, there's so much there that's happened since October 19th when the NCAA started investigating for him stealing signs. He gets suspended. Basically, it's reported from ESPN. Finally, he purchased tickets to more than 30 games at 12 different big 10 schools over the past three seasons. My favorite though, so far is that he ended up on the central Michigan sideline. Literally like he's a coach. We have a call about that one, which is pretty funny. What's up, boys? Bryson here calling from beautiful Denver, Colorado. Loving the move out here. Made a great choice. But um, this Michigan thing, Andy, it's great. I figured you'd get really into this, like your Bishop Sycamore thing. So now it's been released. This guy disguised himself as a Central Michigan staffer, dressed up, got on their sidelines when they were playing Michigan State. There's pictures and videos of him with, like, these recording glasses on the sideline, like the little blue light in the corner of his glasses turns on, he's recording stuff. Michigan's trying to deny it. Or not deny, but necessarily like, oh, I don't think that's him, blah, blah, no. But Central Michigan's coach damn near confirmed it because when he's asked about it, what he says is, uh, we don't know who it was. We're not sure if it was the sign stealer, but we're doing an investigation to see what was going on in that game. But this is what's even more crazy. It was just as bad on Central Michigan's coach, Jim McElwain. How the fuck do you not know who's dressed up on your sideline as a coach? How do you just let that go by you? Makes you think he's in on it, helping Michigan or something. I'm not sure. I believe he coached with Jim Harbaugh or something at one point, but how do you not know who's on your sideline in coaching gear? This is just getting crazy and crazy, and I think it's hilarious. Stay dirty. So I do love that. I do love that he's literally on their sideline Yeah, with glasses, recording glasses, Grew a little facial hair. And nobody knows. He's just a guy wearing a, a Central Michigan Nike collared shirt. Now, just- college football teams are so goddamn big. You've got trainers. You've got whatever. Like, you could be on a sideline and not have, a, have anybody know. But the question, I guess, is, like, there is some link. Like, he had to get on there somehow. 
somebody there knew something. Like you don't just end up on their sideline. You don't, you got to have a sideline pass. So yeah. how did that happen? Now, is it the head coach? Is it some guy on the staff who went to Michigan? Is it some like whatever? Who knows? But it's insane that he was there. What are your thoughts on? So the, like the Jim Harbaugh angle of it is like, I don't know anything about anything, which is fine, but it's like no if fucking way. Right. But if you're, but even if you're doing it, like it has to be going to someone. So, so here's the thing. There's no way Jim Harbaugh didn't know because one coaches talk. If, and I'm about to show the video, this guy is literally standing right next to the defensive coordinator during last year's Ohio State Michigan game. And you'll see CJ Stroud does an audible. He's whispering in the coach's ear, the DC's ear. Yeah. And then they call a timeout. And all, all, all the guys on Michigan are putting their hands up like this, which means they're looking to try to steal whatever play. Here, I'll, I'll just play it. It's there's no way. Jim Harbaugh might not have known to the degree. There's absolutely no way, in my opinion, that he doesn't know something's going on, right? There's no way. Like, like how is that even possible? I mean, look at this right here. You can see him. He is behind CJ Stroud on the back left. Watch him in the coach's ear. He's holding the white clipboard. Look, he's looking over. He's looking over. He's whispering something. Look, every coach and player on Michigan is putting their hands up. Like, they know the call. They're putting that yeah. index finger up. I mean, look. Look at yeah. this. This is absolutely unbelievable. But my point is, Joe, like, you're you're talking the defensive court. You're talking to the number two or number three coach on the team. Of course Harbaugh knows. Yeah. I mean, if the, if the whole team knows, then what are we talking about? I really haven't been following the story, but if the whole team knows that this is... That they br- <laughs> the whole team is holding yeah. up their index finger. They know the fucking play. Yeah. Or at least they know what the call's supposed to mean. Now, Michigan's to the point... This is, this is to the point Michigan countered. Basically, all this stuff is happening. The Big Ten is threatening a suspension of Harbaugh. They're threatening all these things. Apparently, Michigan and Harbaugh are willing to take this to court, a la Tom Brady, the Patriots route. Well, the, so in what I read, and I don't know if it was the article you sent me today, which I, like this goes back to the Astros thing, which is there's a reason there's signs. There's a reason Chip Kelly yeah. all those years ago did the big heads and the four thing. And there's each one of these things. Each one of these schools has five guys in different color shirts and whatever. Like, so people are stealing signs all the time. People For are sure. stealing signs in baseball all the time where what the Astros did that was illegal was use the camera to relay it and then use the, the fucking like, honestly, if the, if the, Astros had been stealing the signs on the field with their eyes. And then some guy had been banging a trash can. It technically wouldn't have been illegal, but because they used video cameras to do it. So now in college football, obviously we're not going through this whole thing. We're not putting up poster boards 
with four spots and one's got Barney the dinosaur and one's got a Big Mac and one's got Lee Corso in a fucking leprechaun outfit and one's got, you know, a, a, a shirtless Coach O on it. Like there's a reason there's a system is because you think people might be stealing it and apparently totally legal to do that. But where it becomes illegal is having a guy that pre-scouts, having a guy that's recording other team signs at games that you're not participating in and then coming back and reviewing it. And so that's Michigan's counter. I don't know if you saw Michigan saying everybody is stealing signs, which of course they are. Like, again, like you discussed with baseball or any other sport, of course they're stealing signs. So Michigan's saying this is a problem, especially within the Big Ten. Now, here's the thing. Apparently, TCU, before last year's college football semifinal playoff game, knew, and they used dummy signals. And then a former D3 coach told ESPN, that this this guy, this Connor Stallions guy, paid a couple hundred dollars for him to attend Rutgers and Penn State games to record their sidelines. Right. And the worst thing about all this is that Connor Stallions was selling refurbished vacuums that have shitty reviews on Amazon. Well, that's just you know, it's just a good business plan. That's separate. Let's that's keep my this. Favorite part. Let, let, my favorite part is that. His HOA went after him because you're not allowed to have your own business. He was fixing up vacuums in his home in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he took his his homeowners association to court. I mean, this guy's kind of a this weird. is this this goes back to this goes back to the James this goes back to the James one of one. Ethan. Yes, this goes back to the James one of one Ethan thing, which is like, listen, there's no shame in the fact that you fancy yourself a card collector and you invested highly in Jameis Winston cards and that investment went to shit because he's one of the biggest busts in NFL history. And I don't mind you at all using that same eBay account to sell your old suits because you got to make rent. I don't have any problem with that at all. The problem I have is you pretending that Jameis was not a bust. It's like, sell your old suits, Ethan. Yeah. Sell your old suits. You need the money. You're fucking you're not going to make mortgage because you refuse to give up on this investment. What you should do is throw all your suits and all your Jameis one of one cards in the middle of the living room and light them on fire in the winter when it gets cold and your whole family can huddle around it like it's a fucking campfire. But what you can't do is pretend that Jameis Winston has been railroaded in his career. Same thing goes for for this guy or boy Connor. Yeah, it's like I don't mind you needing to get a couple of extra bucks. So you're selling refurbished fucking vacuum cleaners. But at the same time, you can't be pretending when you're sending, when you're taking the hundred bucks you made off of a refurbished back, vacuum cleaner, giving it to a D3 coach, sending him to a Rutgers game, and then pretending that shit didn't happen. And apparently, I read the Wall Street Journal expose on him. They do a whole deep dive in this guy's whole life, and he was obsessed, and he always wanted to be a Michigan coach, and he wasn't a good player, and he realized the great way to get into coaching is through discipline. So then he goes to the Naval Academy. And according to this, he started this whole system at the Naval Academy and went to the coaches and said, I, I know the best methods to steal signs. And they said, get the fuck out of here. And it didn't work out there, but found his way to Michigan. 
I want to continue to say. I mean, also, no- also, can you imagine being a guy who went into the Michigan off- or the Navy office and was like, I'm stealing the other team signs? Thanks. We're good. We know they're running the ball. We're Navy. We play in a league where literally no one throws a forward pass. It's just us, Army, the Air, Air Force. Force, the Coast Guard Academy. <laughs> fucking like, yeah, dude. Well, we, we know it's a run. <laughs> I've cracked their signs. Yeah. Do all of them mean run? So I, I don't know. Look, obviously, I, I'm a fan of Harbaugh. I've always liked him, but there's no way he wasn't privy to some of this shit. Yeah, for sure. Or he did one of the I don't want to know about it, but I know it's going on sort of right. thing. Right. He did the he did the Joe Paterno, basically. <laughs> Keep that shit out of my office. Yeah. But if it's happening, uh, you know, it's happening. It's just none of my business. So basically, Michigan's saying obviously they're 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 number one team right now. They're saying or they're up there, right? I think Ohio State's number one. They're saying that if if he gets suspended, they're gonna fight it. They're gonna go to court. Look, Harbaugh, this is my thing to you, man. Do you really want to deal with this shit? The NFL is gonna hire you. Just go back to the NFL. And the solution to this for college if they have a sign stealing problem just like Harbaugh go to the NFL and use where they can call plays in their headset why can't they do that also in college why can't they know. do that that was what I was wanting to bring up too like why aren't yeah. we doing that that, that we've had that technology in the NFL since what, the 80s no the 90s probably the 90s the 90s for sure I mean how long you go backwards like I can't hear like that's Forever, dude. Me too. 94. But we're 30 years ago. Is when it was approved. Well, that, that, yeah, that 100% fixes the problem. Oh, you guys are worried about stealing signs? Cool. Just put a headset. Major League Baseball is like, cool, pitch comp. But meanwhile, this has been happening in, in football forever. 30 years. <laughs> what does that say about the NCAA as well? But like, what's the point? Like, but like, why? Is I don't it, know. Is, is is there anything interesting about that at all? Oh, you can't give it's, it's a, it's a more, uh, it's a more, you know, a more like fucking, I don't know what, like, I don't even know the word. Like, what would you, what would even be the fucking, it's a more pure game. You got to use weird hand signals and you got to have fucking, your long snapper dressed up as the Grinch. And when the Grinch is wearing his Santa hat, that means one thing. But when he's wearing a ball cap, it's another, like, what? It is pretty ridiculous. You make good points. When they go to the sideline and they're holding up these signs, it's like, what are we in daycare? What are you doing? Holding up signs for a baby. I mean, I never thought about all this until this unfolded 30 years. This is another reason college football sucks, guys. I know you diehards aren't going to want to hear it. This is why I just, I can't take your sport seriously when you are not using the technology available that everybody uses. They proved it in 94 in the NFL. What's the reason? (laughs) 
Like I, I like I'd love to hear like if you're one of those weird people who loves college football, call it like what like explain it to me. Talk to me like I'm five. Use huge poster boards with pictures on it and explain it to me. Why <laughs> are they against communicating via the helmet? I mean, it's so ridiculous. It really is. Just, just you, you know, that's kind of a silver lining through all this that no one's talking about, to be honest. So we'll see. I, I do think it's an interesting scandal because because of this guy's history and this guy being a lunatic and this guy, you know, again, I was reading, he represented himself in court when the HOA sued him and his reason that the neighbor down the street was a Michigan state fan. And he was saying some wild things in court. You didn't like me because I coach Michigan and you're a Michigan state fan. It's like all small town. The media has been out to get me from day one. I mean, he kind of, you know, this dude kind of is. Did we finally find out? Can we, can we have a, is there a, is there a link here? Are they related? This is Ethan's brother. At least his first cousin or something. There's something going on there. Whole thing is, again, the whole thing is just so ridiculous. But it, it I'll tell you what, it's not making either of us want to watch college football. Oh, you guys can't use Randy. I'll be honest with you. I can't think of anything that makes me want to watch college football. I mean, Deion Sanders made me watch it for a minute. But really, even that was like, that was like me watching because so many people were hating. And I love, I love seeing haters eat shit. Well, that, that thing is flipped on upside down now. Why? What happened there? Well, just they suck now. Well, that's fine. I'm not even worried. Like, I, I still believe in everything that we said on that, this show, which yeah, is, I agree. This, which is, first of all, I think, didn't they win two games last year? They won one. One. So, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, but for also, sure. But also, the, it, he, I still believe the transfer portal and and the NIL, he's basically the face of that, and that's going to change college football, and if you don't keep up, you will get passed. No, I agree. I mean, look, they're four and five. They're one and five in the conference. They've lost some tough, close games. But... Yeah, I, I know. I watched them for a split second, but I'm the same way, man. My, my interest level is at an all-time low. Not that it was the highest to begin with, but it's at an all-time low. And this stuff doesn't help. You're just like, whatever. Let's talk NFL. It's like, that's that's always what I want to do. You know, I could talk, yeah. obviously, NFL. I could watch NFL. And the best thing when you're watching any of these games is holding a cold Miller light guys. I think that is the solution for all these problems, especially if you don't like the games, the game's a lot better. Like tonight's football game is not supposed to be a good one on paper. It's a brutal one. I mean, it's, it's not going to be, I don't even care if it's close. It's not going to be a good one. And I'll tell you what, Andy, take it from somebody who went to a bad football game on Sunday. And take it from somebody who didn't want to be there after a while. When you're holding a Miller Lite, it makes it all better. They serve Miller Lights, the Death Star there in Las Vegas. They have some tall boys. 
I approve. Well, I was wondering what they were going to serve there. The uh, the Death Star and Miller Light. That's probably that's probably a good combo for the Raiders fans, right? Yeah. Now they had a whole bunch of uh, they had a whole bunch. Of, they had a, they had a wide selection, but to me. Uh, you're you're not going to be in my top however many stadiums if you just like don't serve it. We have a stadium here in town, the baseball stadium. I won't even say their name, but we have a we have a baseball stadium here in Los Angeles, in the city of Los Angeles. They don't serve it, and also they're known as one of the great modern choking franchises. Are those two things related? Probably, probably heavily related. You know, so there you have it. Well, we're halfway through the season, so let's get that Miller Lite going the rest of the season. Make it Miller time all season long. Get Miller Lite delivered right to your door. Visit MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports, where you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I am sick of these bad games, Joe. I really am. Like, like I don't know what they got to do. I know they're working on flexing, but like, I, I think I'm just... the problem with the bet with the flexing thing is we're now at a point where there's just a lot of bad teams. I mean, there's yeah. at, at, at this point, I'd say more than one bad team will make the NFL playoffs. But but let me let me say this before we kind of hop into some of this discussion. Because I saw the Raiders run Sunday Night Football again. And I, and I said, fuck this. I'm fucked this, man. I looked it up. This, this is predetermined, man. They sucked last year. How many primetime games do you think the NFL gave the Raiders this year? Five. 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 How many did they give the Cincinnati Bengals? Three. Four. You knew the Bengals were going to be good, at least at worst, probably around 500. You knew this. You knew the Raiders were going to be bad. Now, I don't know if them being a West Coast team plays into this. They try to do that with so many teams that play in that time They're zone. They're hosting the Super Bowl. But come on, man. You The Raiders cannot have more primetime games than the Cincinnati Bengals. Not only is the are the Bengals a better team, they have way more stars. That's just shitty planning. It's shitty planning. And it's shitty planning to have the Bears against the Panthers. But you got to remember something. This shitty game is going to be played no matter what. You're going to watch it tonight. No, I won't. Like, like, I'll, hold on. I'll say this. I know you're 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 smiling at me. This is one of those games. No, I'm being serious. This is one of those games that I'll have on for a minute, or like while I'm cooking dinner, doing a little Asian food tonight. By the way, a little orange chicken here at the Ruther household. We're trying, I mean, let's trying not, to. Let's not just broadly say Asian. But like you know, it seems like you're doing. You're making a Chinese dish. Okay, yeah, doing a little Chinese dish, a little orange chicken, white rice. Somebody's like, I'm, you know, imagine this sports podcast that's going on in Asia right now, and he's like making a, a cheeseburger and fries with the apple pie dessert. He's like, I'm making North American food. It's like, come on, say that, say that shit's good old okay. USA. Okay, we're doing a little Chinese dish tonight. That a Japanese guy who who cares very much about cutting the perfect piece of sushi it would probably be offended at the idea that you were like lumping him in with a uh, orange chicken. Okay. Fair point. 
So you're making you know, some Chinese, you're making the Chinese dish tonight. And by making, we're talking reheating some Trader Joe's shit, cutting, oh, okay. up, cutting up some fresh. Oh, so you're making North American shit. <laughs> <laughs> cutting up some fresh veggies, throwing on some of the uh, the pot stickers. By the way, Trader Joe's, if you haven't, guys, great, great little orange chicken to reheat in the, in the, the pouches of the white rice. You just throw in the microwave for three minutes. Pot stickers are easy. It's a nice Let me tell, can, can I tell you something about those pot stickers, by the way? Because I'm, I'm an old school fan of those pot stickers. You can boil them, and they're, they might even be better than if you do the pan fried. Or the air fryer, huh? Better than Ooh, both. the air fryer. I don't even know about the air fryer. Yeah. I mean, Would steaming it? them, they're just too frozen. Like, I, I don't know if I would attempt, like, a steam. But, like, I saw on some somebody was like, dude, you, you cook it, you boil them this way. And they were bomb as shit. But like, see, she, Brittany likes them crispy. Yeah. Okay. See, we differ. I don't like them as crispy. I like them crispy too, but sometimes the, uh, you know, sometimes they, they can be hit and miss. This is like a go-to easy family meal, by the way. Yeah. Like again, for heating stuff up and just cut up some fresh broccoli, throw it in there, get some extra orange sauce. Cause they never have to give you enough in the bag. Get some extra stuff. Anyway, the, anyway, the point was, I'll be cooking that up tonight. And by that, I mean reheating some things. Yeah, the game will be on, but I'm not going to, dude, I, I didn't even on Sunday Night Football. I'm not going to, I have a fucking nine-month-old. I can't be staying up until 12 a.m. for a shit game. But this gets to where what I've been talking about and what I just said, like we're going to have multiple bad teams make the playoffs. And and to me, it's like, I don't really care what your record is. Like if you, if, if, to me, you're a bad team if I give you a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl. If you have a 0% chance, if you have a 10% chance, okay. But a 0% chance of making the Super, of winning the Super Bowl? Like, so if you go to this week's games, like, what, if you could just run it down, what game doesn't feature at least one team who has a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl? Panthers, Bears. Giants, Cowboys, Colts, Patriots, Texans, Bengals, Packers, Steelers, Titans, Bucks. I've yet to get to one that doesn't have at least one team with zero percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. Browns, Ravens. Uh, the Browns have a one percent chance of winning the Super Bowl or zero percent chance. Jaguars, Niners. Good there game. Go. There you go. Saints, Vikings. Two teams, zero percent chance. Falcons, Cardinals. Lions, Chargers. Chargers outside. I mean, like, what are we talking about here? Commander Seahawks, Jets, Raiders, Broncos, Bills. Is there two games on the schedule that doesn't feature at least one team with zero percent chance to win the Super Bowl? Yes, yeah, pretty bad. We used to have a lot more parity in the NFL. We've gotten to a very NBA ish point where it's like you got two teams in each conference, three teams in each conference. Other than that, you have a bunch of mediocre teams that are stupidly going to make the playoffs and then a bunch of teams that are smartly tanking. I put money on the Bengals win the Super Bowl today. The, who are you? you? Let me explain why. Let's not forget my bet. That line keeps moving. So quick reminder, I'm just hedging my bets. I have a $1,000 bet out there that Burrow and Zach Taylor will never win a Super Bowl together on the Bengals. So I should have done it when they were real low, 
but I saw on the FanDuel line was still somewhat favorable. And I was like, okay, I have a thousand dollar bet. I put down 80 bucks a day. They're at plus 1300. The payout's 1040. So I was like, okay, I won't really lose that much if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. I'm going to get that you bet. It's 40 bucks. 40 bucks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's all I'm losing. It's 40 bucks. And I also, just for the hell of it, went back to both your and I preseason pick and threw 25 bucks down on Burrow winning the MVP. Wow. Definitely should have gotten that a lot lower. Yeah. Mahomes is still the top dog, man, as far as gambling odds. And so. the only reason I didn't pick Mahomes this year, honestly, is because I, I said it last year, and it's just like, it feels fatigue. It feels fatigue to pick it again. I mean, I think I, fatigue. I think I picked the, uh, I think I picked the same super, I don't know who I picked in the Super Bowl last year, but I think I definitely picked the Chiefs to win it. I forget if I had them playing the Niners. I feel like I did. And then I picked it again. You know, you don't want to get error, but what's wild. It also proves it, your point though. You know what's what I was about to say. It's wild because when we go into our season preview, the common conception that we've sort of lived with our whole lives is playoffs are going to look totally different than they looked last year. Teams in the Super Bowl don't go back. It's like our whole lives. The idea of picking the Niners and the uh, Eagles and the Chiefs and the Bengals is it would be reckless. But now it's the smart play. Yeah, it does. It does go back to that. The lack of parity within the good teams. Like you, you're just so top heavy. But for years, remember, it would be like. Uh, uh, like there'll be three or four new playoff teams in each conference teams. that just didn't even make the playoffs last year. No, you're right. The, I mean, even recently. Rams suck. McVeigh comes. Oh shit. Playoff team. Where'd they come from? Oh, those, those Falcon, that Falcons team that made the playoffs. Where'd they come from or made the Super Bowl? Talking like Dirty Bird Super Bowl yeah. 90s. That Rams team that won the Super Bowl, greatest show on turf. Yeah, there, there really was lots out of nowhere. You, you're not, well, recently, come on. The Bengals just did that. We're forgetting them. Right. I'm not, I'm not even talking about forget the Super Bowl. I mean, you you would go I mean, in in my lifetime, I'd say the majority of seasons. I mean, you would have at least 50% different teams just in the playoffs from year to year. Like going the the worst thing you could possibly do if you were prognosticating on a preseason pick would pick all it would be to pick all the same teams to go back to the playoffs. You're right. Until very recently. Now it's a safe pick. It is. It's 100% the safe pick. That is crazy. Well, the line on tonight's game. And by the way, let me just say one thing about that. I think that that I think the reason that that happened is more and more people are coming around to the idea of if we can't win the Super Bowl, we shouldn't even try to win the fucking division. I think you're right. Now, you can go uh and look at the dirty sports uh twitter feed right now uh i've been going back and forth with lunatic fan who i blocked on my personal years ago but 
a lunatic Minnesota Vikings fan. So why'd you just, block him? I read some. Okay, so I read some of this. I mean, I blocked him years ago. I know, but I read some of this before we started our show. There's the, the the people. Okay, I'm just gonna say people are, and, and I think there's a there's a justification because there's a Reddit thread going on now too. I know you claim you're not on Reddit, which I don't. I'm know not. Why. I haven't been on. So people are calling you out saying you need to admit Daniel Jones fucking sucks. What's amazing about this is, <laughs> oh my God. And here we go. Go on Twitter, search Daniel Jones contract. I replied to people. And in fact, I circled in red. Don't give Daniel Jones $40 million. I circled it. The difference, what people don't understand is stop comparing giving a guy $40 million for two seasons to turning your franchise over for a decade to Kirk Cousins and making him the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. You people are dumb. You're dumb. You're stupid. You're dumb idiots. You don't know that. You just don't know how money works. Giving Kirk Cousins $40 million seven years ago now. He got paid more than Michael Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan played in the 90s, dog. Do you know how inflation works and salary caps work? Stop comparing giving Daniel Jones the 13th most money in the NFL at quarterback to making Kirk Cousins the highest paid player in NFL history. What are we talking about? You're, you guys embarrass yourselves. Who gives a shit? What do you want? Like, what do you want? I didn't think the Giants should give Daniel Jones $40 million. It's out there. It's been out there. What is the question? So when you go and you look at this thread that I have with a delusional Vikings fan, he's ecstatic. He's ecstatic. They're going to be the seventh seed and lose the first round again. He's ecstatic. Ecstatic. We're, look at us. We're the model franchise. We desperately need a franchise quarterback, but instead we're going to trade draft capital to get jobs, Josh Dobbs and be the seventh seed and lose. Imagine not understanding the game of football on the most basic level. Andy, we have just talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Vikings, improved defense. Vikings, best receiver in the league. Vikings, competent head coach. So what is wrong with the Vikings? Why can't the Vikings beat the Niners? Why can't the Vikings beat the Lions or the Eagles? Why aren't the Vikings going to the Super Bowl this year? Why aren't they going to the Super Bowl this year, Andy? Uh, for my like right now, yeah, I wouldn't have picked them with or without Cousins, right? So they need a franchise QB. But, but let me ask you this: Where are you going to get it? Brian Dable right now is spitting in the face of Giants fans who think they should win, but he's also starting an undrafted free agent. You know why? They're tanking. That's why he's starting an undrafted free agent at quarterback. So I want to take Cousins out of it though, because. The Reddit post wasn't even about Cousins. But what is it about? It's about 
the argument is that you're making excuses saying he doesn't have an offensive line. You know, he's injured where you wouldn't say that with other quarterbacks, a la, let's say, a Russell Wilson or somebody. Okay. I'd love to see Russell Wilson without an offensive line. Has it ever happened in his career? No, it hasn't. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? What people don't. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this real quick. This is from me. Yeah. Like, are you out on Daniel Jones? What do you mean am I out on Daniel Jones? Well, what I mean is like before the year started, you you asked me, do you think the Giants could win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? And I said no. Even if he had a great team around him. I just I just don't think he's that guy. That was my opinion, and I'm sticking with it. I'm asking you, do you think Daniel Jones could win a Super Bowl? First of all, I think Daniel give Jones. Him a great, give him a great defense. Give him a, give give him a great everything. Yes. Yeah. Give him a great everything. Okay. Yes. Okay. I hate Russell Wilson. I'm a Russell Wilson truther. Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl because he had a great defense and he had a great running game and a great offensive line. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. The guys who can't win Super Bowls are guys who either straight up fucking stink or guys like Kirk Cousins who just fold when the moment is the biggest. Guys who check down on fourth and nine with your season online. Guys who don't literally have it in their brain. Now, we'll never know the answer for some of these guys for sure unless they get the opportunity to do that. Right? Do I think Ryan Fitzpatrick could have won a Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. But we never will have an opportunity to find out because a lot of guys will never get the Russell Wilson situation. A lot of guys will never get the Russell Wilson situation. But what is the... What is the Daniel Jones thing? So what's the, like, I, I guess the, the weird thing with the guys like Daniel Jones and the guys with people who are evaluating quarterbacks out there, how do guys play well, let's say in a playoff game, who are not good? Who are not just plain old good. Just plain old good. There's a reason Jameis Winston has never and will never win a playoff game. There's a reason the Jets with a great running game and a great defense and weapons are fucking struggling to make the playoffs. That's it. What is the question here? The question here is, do you think Daniel Jones getting sacked seven times a game proves that he's been dog shit the whole time? What a ludicrous way to look at it. It's just an elementary failure as a fan. When you can't separate like the actual team success from what a player shows you he's doing. Like we talk about it all the time. We talk about we talk about week 1. The the Detroit Lions fans South Park jack off all over themselves. And everybody in the world who's a reasonable football fan goes nice week one win when Patrick Mahomes didn't have Travis Kelsey or any receivers. But when Daniel Jones has no receivers for his entire career, well, it's because he stinks. The truth is he's a mediocre fucking quarterback. And that's been obvious. And that's why I said, don't pay him $40 million. Now also when you win a playoff game, what are you supposed to do? 
would it have been smart for the Giants to say, we'll tag you and we'll give Saquon Barkley the money? Yeah, but then what? The whole world out there when Saquon Barkley gets injured in week three goes, Saquon Barkley sucks and they wasted a fucking long-term contract on him and blah, 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 blah. They're caught in a fucking no man's land. I think but they should the, have tagged him though. They should have tagged Daniel Jones. Yeah. And then paid Saquon Barkley. I mean, hindsight's obviously 2020. So, right. so so here's the thing about Daniel Jones, though. My gripe has always been why I said I don't think he can win a Super Bowl is I think he just turns the ball over too much. But he didn't turn the ball over last year when Andrew Thomas was healthy the whole season and he had an yeah, all pro left yeah, tackle. But he, but, he, and then, but, it, but he also like I mean, what do you have? 22 combined rushing and passing touchdowns. Right. Like, but, but you didn't just say that. You said it's because he turned the ball over too much. That's what you said. What do you have? Still six picks last year? I I, I just think I, I don't trust him enough come crunch time. Now, he got a playoff W on the road, which isn't easy. So he's got that. But, like, what are we – my question is, what are we comparing him to? When you say a quarterback fucking sucks, what are we comparing him to? I don't like, know. There are, quarterbacks, there are quarterbacks who suck out there. What are we comparing him to? You know, the quarterback position, it, it's. I never said Russ Wilson sucks. Yeah, it's tough to evaluate right? in a bubble, right? Because circumstance oh. matters. We all know circumstance matters. Who you're playing for matters. Again, your defense matters. A lot of factors. But you matter. know what matters more than anything? Your paycheck. Your paycheck matters. That's what matters probably the most. And every single idiot that want like, cool. I'm so glad I'm not on Reddit to read the idiocy. Like I cannot handle, <laughs> I cannot handle. You're all just Kobe Bryant guys. Five rings, five rings. Barkley had none. Barkley had none. Dan Marino has none. Dude, you're like the Reddit thread. Eli Manning's not better than Dan Marino, guys. He's not. He's not better. Imagine fucking just being like, not only is he better, he's infinitely better. He has two Super Bowl MVPs. Dan Marino has none. Trash ass fucking choker. Like, like, like be better. Have the ability to judge people based on anything but fucking wins. Oh, well, they suck. That, well, Aaron Rodgers, one Super Bowl in his career, constant NFC championship game chokes. That's not what happened, guys. Mike McCarthy's a fucking boob. Teams are better. He had one wide receiver in Green Bay. Play fucking left. Like, what are you guys doing? It's insane. Cool. Daniel Jones isn't an elite quarterback in the NFL. Guess what? You can't find me saying he was ever. Ever. So why? So, But my question is, why are you so fucking triggered? You know why you're triggered? You know why you're triggered out there? Because I shit on your quarterback who fucking stinks. That's why you're triggered. This is our comeuppance. We're going to make him say, get over it. Kirk Cousins is a goddamn historic choker. He's won one playoff game his whole career. One. Get over it. Russell Wilson, you're a Seahawks fan. 
you're you're a Broncos fan. I was right. Facts. Facts. Take him off the Seahawks. <laughs> he won't win 10 games ever again. Fuck you, facts. I think he's going to win. Sorry that I was right. Guess, get used to it. Get fucking used to it. I deal with the same thing on fucking in the NBA. There's a fucking guy. He's a Knicks blogger. All these years, everybody trying to dunk on me for saying, how do you trade Perzingis to sign Julius Randle? Look at this. Update, clown. Update, clown. Bro, you're wrong. You guys are wrong. Stop with watching the fucking box score and the, the standings. You're wrong. Julius Randle has stunk the whole time. The whole time. And now suddenly he's shooting 20% on the year? What do I have, a fucking crystal ball? No, I watch the games, you fucking morons. Stop playing fantasy football and then coming here and trying to talk real football with somebody who watches the games. It's an embarrassment to you. Jared Goff, Lola, Matthew Stafford, most overrated. All, all he does is stockpile fucking fourth quarter yards when they're losing. He immediately won the Super Bowl. Immediately. What are you guys doing out there? The divide has never been greater between the fantasy football dork and the people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> You're dorks. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, he's a bust. Bro, he's getting hit behind the line. Imagine being out there. And thinking half of these guys are better than fucking Saquon Barkley. Like, imagine it. You just don't watch. Every once in a while, somebody slips through the fucking cracks. Every once in a while, somebody's drafted too low or is drafted too high. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers. We saw it with Tom Brady. We saw it with Daniel Jones. They drafted him too fucking high. We knew that. We all knew that. But the bottom line is, you're not smart because you think that, holy shit, fucking, this, this, is a, this guy fucking stinks. Like, dude, a, a thousand fucking analysts break these guys down. A thousand analysts. And you think you're fucking better? Like, what are you talking about? Well, I'm going to put in a request. You guys can add that rant to... The dirty sports compilation from I'm just so sick of hearing from fucking guy like what is your point? What's your fucking point? You're a Vikings fan. It ain't going well. Now let me ask you, let me <laughs> let, let me ask you something, Andy. Let me ask yeah. you something to, to be totally honest with you. Jalen Hurts learned to be an MVP quarterback sometime in his first two seasons of the NFL? Just trash. Just terrible. Just turning the ball over. Couldn't start over fucking Carson Wentz. Two years later, elite MVP. Just learned the game. Didn't learn it from Nick Saban. Learned it from Nick Sirianni. 
it's almost like his team is really fucking good. It's almost like he has one of the best offenses in the NFL. It's almost like he has one of the best fucking receiving cores. Can Jalen Hurts win a Super Bowl? Yes. Did Jalen Hurts single-handedly blow a Super Bowl? Also, yes. Untouched fumble in the Super Bowl. Turning point in the game. Yeah, difference maker, that's for sure. In a, in a game where he actually played great besides that, but one play, it's turnovers. Okay, so glad we got that off our chest. Carson Wentz, by the way, just got, Carson Wentz, by the way, just got signed. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? I mean, just put Carson Wentz MVP in Twitter. Just put Carson Wentz, like, just about all the people. Carson Wentz is a fucking goat. Carson Wentz is the MVP. Carson Wentz is the top five quarterback in football. Based on what? One season where his team was winning a lot of games? Just absolutely dominating personnel-wise? You're embarrassing yourselves. Kirk Cousins is 13-3. It's all justified now. How'd that go for you guys? How the fuck did that go for you? Now, am I have I been wrong? Did I think Deshaun Watson would immediately make the Cleveland Browns a contender every year? Yeah, because they were right there. And he seemed like he was a fucking great quarterback. What's happened? I don't fucking know. But get, but I'll tell you one thing. I never thought Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback in the NFL. I never thought Jalen Hurts was a top five quarterback. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think he's on a really, really, really good fucking team. Where's our boy, by the way? Where's our... Where, do, we haven't had a return phone call from the guy who wanted to debunk my Brock Purdy doesn't drive the ball down the field. We we haven't gotten a call since Debo Samuel's been out. I think that was Nick. <laughs> we haven't gotten a fucking call. It's weird. Brock Purdy is him was what I was told. Why are you a hater? Me, a guy who fucking wore nine, wore 80 playing football because I loved Jerry Rice and the Niners so much. Why are you hating? He is him. Big cock Brock. Where are you guys? I said it. You came after me. Now you've disappeared? Now you've disappeared when his all-pro starting left tackle is hurt? Now you guys have disappeared? Brock Purdy isn't him? What happened? His safety valve screen pass third and nine guy is gone? He's not big cock Brock? Did his cock shrink? <laughs> what? Is it the cold air as, as it got crisper in Northern California? His, his little shrinkage? The cock is not so big anymore? Watch the games. Stop embarrassing yourselves. Or don't watch tonight's game because I don't want to. But we are going to have to cover the spread. It's three and a half Chicago Bears. Favorites at home against the Panthers. I'll go first. 
Panthers suck. I'll take the Bears to cover. In Chicago? Yeah, and that forget the guy's name. He's starting for the Bears. Um half point hook Thursday night. I'm gonna ride your Panthers train. My Panthers train. That's so right. They're gonna win a game this year. All right, we got back- no reason and they got no reason to lose games because they don't even have their fucking first pick because they traded it for fucking Bryce Young. Yeah, who true. by the way, who by the way, I would just like to say, I don't think fucking stinks. I think he was the first overall pick. Now it's too early to tell if he's good, but it's also too early to tell that he fucking stinks. Now, Justin Fields, on the other hand, I know a lot of you guys who have who stockpiled fantasy points last year with all his rushing yards. I know a lot of you guys have already lost your money on your MVP, Justin Fields MVP bets. But some of us who haven't played fantasy football in a decade thought that Justin Fields for MVP was the most hilarious thing that's ever happened in the history (laughs) of the world. Now, of course, he will not be playing because Russian quarterbacks in the NFL tend to get hurt, as I've also fucking said. All right. Well, Germany gets another game in Frankfurt. Colts are two-point favorites against the Patriots. Ugh. You're up first. Let's just get through this one. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I've got – I can't – I've gotten burned on the Patriots so many fucking times. Each way is up. Like it doesn't, whichever way I pick them, whichever way I pick them, they're going to fuck me. So I'm not going to support them in fucking me. I'll at least pick against them. And I look forward to them winning this game. I'll take the Colts and get, and I'll take the Colts and me getting fucked by the Pats. I don't like the Patriots this year with picks either. It's they've killed me. I'm still going to take them this game. Well, only one of us can get fucked. Yeah. So, all right. Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans in Cincinnati. Bengals are six and a half point favorites. This line has dropped a little. I have been invited to this game. Not sure if I'm going. What? What's the reason not to go? Uh, I don't know. I got some other shit going on here, you know. And and, and, and look, the games are fun, but as you know, it's a commitment, man. Like it was all day. Um. Plus, I think they're gonna win. Let me ask but, you, Mandy. Three seasons from now, so that'd be 24, 25, 26. 2026 NFL season. CJ Stroud, top five quarterback in the league. Yes. Projecting wow. that way. Wow. Here's here's my thing on rookie guys. If you can have the type of rookie year he has for a shit team and a shit organization. That's the most telling thing to me that like, right. Like, like Joe Burrow, even though he got injured right away, you knew you're like, okay, he's putting some games together. He's going to be good. I right. Andrew luck to a team that won what one game Peyton Manning. It's like, if you can take a shit organization and hover around 500, you're going to be good. Agreed. I think they covered the spread even. I think, I think you know, the Bengals are obviously playing great football right now. 
arguably the best football in the NFL. One four in a row. Last two games, they've looked great against good teams. But I think this is kind of, it's a trap. It's at home. I don't think Chase is playing. I don't think it matters really. It's almost like Joe Burrow, by the way, listened last week to the show. I said they need to trade for that tight end. The Bengals tight ends had 10 catches last week. 10 with, catches. You know, which is crazy because, like, I mean, at this point in the NFL, tight, tight end is sort of your fucking safety valve. Not even a safety valve. It's kind of your cheat code, right? Because, like, the, the NFL, the tight ends just keep getting more and more athletic, but you can't guard them with defensive backs, and you, it's hard to guard them with linebackers unless you have one of those elite guys that can can run with them. It's a cheat code. And to be totally honest with you, I think you're better off having an elite receiving tight end than you are having an elite receiving number one receiver because you're just going to get matchups. You're just going to get matchups. Yeah, it is. It is a matchup advantage. So I think the Bengals win, of course. I'm going to take the Texans to cover. Six what and a half is it? Six and a half? Yeah. This is right there. Um, Jamar Chase not playing? Probably not. I'll take the Texans as well. I just think six and a half. Just feels like a big coming out game for the, the rest of the world to see what CJ Stroud does. Now, I could also see them, you know, I could see the Bengals winning this game and winning big, but I don't like yeah, it. Sure. Well, that would set up, you know, I don't, and I don't think they're looking ahead, but next Thursday after that is Bengals Ravens in Baltimore. So there could be a possible looking ahead. I don't think so. I think they're pretty focused, but. You know, that would obviously be a reason to go see CJ Stroud live. It's just like, this is where I'm getting old, man. We talked about it. Like the the viewing the game versus going to the game. And the commitments and all that shit. Saints-Vikings. Two, five, and four teams. In Minneapolis, the Josh Dobbs show continues. Saints are three-point favorites. You're up first. The Saints are three-point favorites in Minneapolis. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wow. I don't know about that one. This could potentially maybe get the uh, get get off get people out of my mentions. Maybe you guys should be um, tweeting at Caesars or MGM or FanDuel or DraftKings. <laughs> now, listen. I think the. I think the Saints, obviously, in a in a battle to win their division. Do I think either of these teams have one percent chance of winning the Super Bowl? No, I do not. But one of them has a chance to win their division. Theoretically, I guess the Vikings would be there too. They'd have to beat the Lions. I think. I think the Cinderella Josh Dobbs story be a fun one. It'd be a fun one for them to go and win and then still extend Kirk Cousins as I believe that they're going to, which is gives me so much joy. Um, but I think the Saints win and cover. I disagree. I have not been impressed with the Saints offense. Car well, there's nothing game. to be impressed with. Yeah, that's my point. Close game. Not sure who wins. I think it's a real close game. I'm going to take this. If this is a half like, point either way, I'd take whoever's on that one side of it. Three is tough. Is on the road, but it is inside. 
true. I'm still sticking with the Vikings. All right, Packers Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers are three point favorites. I'm going to play a quick call about Kenny Pickett for you. Hey, this call is from Jordan, the number one South Carolina upstate dirt ball. Uh, I want to touch on two things. First of all, hatchback. Don't let anyone talk shit about a hatchback. Best type of car out there. So much fun. My first car was a hatchback. I miss it every single day. Number two, don't let anybody talk shit about a van. You've got to get you a van. Turn it into a camper. Go out in the woods. You know what to do. Uh, great family vehicle. Murder like Joe said, throw all your shit in it. You're good to go. Uh, and then sports related. I kind of want to know. I'm a Steelers fan. I kind of want to know what Joe Prano sees in Kenny Pickett. Um, I kind of like Kenny Pickett, but I I don't really know what to think. Uh, he's got that fourth quarter gene. That can't all be, you know, first three quarters can't all be bad offensive coordinating. Why is Kenny Pickett only good in the final quarter of the game? Um, I also want to know, you know, what, what Joe Prano sees. Um this has been a very weird Steelers season, but kind of par for the course. Uh, thank you, guys. Hey, this call uh, is from Jordan, the number oh, one. Sorry. South I think the, the this is where you get into the lunacy that, and, and I'm not accusing Jordan of this, but I'm accusing our fans of doing this regularly, which is if I say I like a guy, it doesn't mean I say I think he's, you know, do I think Kenny Pickett's ever going to win the MVP? No, I don't. But what I like about Kenny Pickett is I, I, I always think when, and we're not talking about the fourth quarter, Kirk Cousins down 17 points, throws for 100 yards in the last three minutes of the game, totally changes the stat line thing. The Kenny Pickett thing is he drives them down to win. Like it's already happened a lot. He does. I, and, I, I'll say that he it's it's crazy because he does suck a lot of times, and then they just win. But you know what? You know what I'll say is the one thing I've always believed, and this is going back 20, 30 years as an NFL fan, is like when you're running that two minute drill, you're not giving any. You're you're running guys to the line. You're not giving any. The, the defense any time to figure it out. You're going out there. You're making the right read at the line. You're making the right, the right one quick decision. You're moving the ball down the field in big chunks. I always think that shows a good acumen for what a quarterback is a, a capable of doing. And sometimes, and I certainly thought the, about this a lot during the Eli Manning days in New York, and I thought about it a lot with a, you know a, a number of other quarterbacks who've been in the league over the last 20 or 30 years. It's like, dude, if you have a quarterback that can go up there and do that, why do you keep the training wheels on the whole game? You know, Buffalo Bills went to four fucking Super Bowls running the no huddle. When you have a quarterback who can do that, I don't know why more more teams don't do it more often. Yeah. Now you can shit on the the Steelers offensive coordinator all you want, right? And I think that the reason that he gets shit on is because he plays a conservative offense because they have a great defense. It, yeah, let's play it close and let's win at the end. All right, but it's not Mason Rudolph. Like Mason Rudolph fucking stunk he was a Whack bad quarterback 
He was a bad quarterback. You should not have, you don't draft a guy in the first round or the second round or whatever first you round. did. Yeah. yeah. You don't draft a guy in the first round and then treat him as the undrafted whack-a-mole fucking idiot boy who you could weren't sure was capable of playing in the NFL. I think that when you have a quarterback who has that, who has the fourth quarter gene, but the fourth quarter gene isn't like, yeah, there's some reality to it. But to me, it's like the ability to run a two minute drill with like great success. Let that guy do that more often. You have an advantage when you don't let the other team substitute. You have an advantage when you get the team yeah. to the line quickly. You have an advantage when your quarterback can recognize matchups if it, it feels like every game this guy gets a huge chunk play it is crazy within the first 3 snaps of a 2 minute drill he finds pickins for 30 yards down the sideline so to me the you know the mobility of Kenny Pickett while not being a running quarterback he's mobile but he's not rushing the ball he has good touch and he has that fourth quarter gene slash that two minute drill acumen. Those things are all things that you can't really fucking teach. Yeah. You can teach the other shit. So I like a quarterback that shows that out of the gate. You're not going to teach Jamarcus Russell touch. It was never going to happen. It was never going to fucking happen. So to me, all that other stuff, I like, I love having that as a baseline for a guy. That doesn't mean I think he grows into being the next Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow comes into the league with mobility, touch, the fourth quarter of Gene. He won in college. He's slinging the ball around. He's a big guy with a big arm. He's the whole package. Like he has everything that Kenny Pickett had and more. But at the same time, there are guys who have the 6'4", six, 6'5", six, body, the massive arm, the whatever, and they don't have those little things. And those are the things you can't teach. So I don't know. I've always liked guys like that. Kenny Pickett is my modern-day Jake Plummer. I love Jake Plummer coming out of college. Jake Plummer felt like a guy who got stuck on the Arizona Cardinals, and everybody's like, sucks, bust, piece of shit, trash. Goes to the Broncos, suddenly everybody's a fucking Jake Plummer fan. That's a good comparison. The fourth quarter thing is real. Like and then, sorry to go back to Jake Plummer really quickly. What happened there? They went and they got the guy that looked good on paper and he wasn't better. Yeah. I've watched a lot of these Steelers games. It is amazing. No offense, no offense, no offense. And then that final drive, you're just like, you just got 25 yards in the first play. What was happening? And, and games where it's almost seamlessly easy, you're like, you just easily drove right down on the Baltimore Ravens. Because now How? they're like, well, we have to score. And it's like, well, that should be your attitude. Half of your drives. Yeah. Like the idea, like, don't draft the guy in the first round if you don't think that he has the capability or, or if you think he's incapable of just running the offense without training wheels on and turning the ball over. 
Sure. So they're three-point favorites against the Packers. I think you picked first last time. Not sure. I'll go. I think the Steelers won in cover. I think the Packers suck. Agreed. And the Packers got a win last week and looked they okay. Did. They did. Yeah. And looked okay. And I think it without that game, this spreads higher. Yeah. And I think uh, Jordan Love is, I mean, that, he's struggling. The, yeah. And this is another great example. It's like, Dude, I see more of the, I see more of the, uh, this, by the way, every time I do this, this is just me answering your fucking goddamn question from before that we, the pick started, just like bringing it down for people so that they fucking understand, because I, honestly, I'm just sick of dealing with people who can't understand at this point. But it's like Jordan Love doesn't show me that he has those things that Kenny Pickett has showed me he had. Now he's also in a bad situation. They also got rid of their fucking one good receiver. They also are well, gone the rebuild. They also whatever. Do I think Jordan Love is a, a fucking straight up bust? No, but also he got to sit there for a while. He didn't pick up on a like it doesn't seem like he picked up on a whole bunch of Aaron Rodgers things. Now, it's hard to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's hard to say, "Oh, let me have a super quick release." You know what I mean? Like that's not that's something something you can really fucking teach. At the same time, it's getting late early for Jordan Love. Like to I me, agree. when I look at those two, when I look at those two guys, it's like you should be better already. Now I'm not ready to say Jordan Love. Like I feel like that's the common thing to do now is like, up oh, Jordan Love sucks. I need to get another quarterback. It's like you guys gotta relax for a fucking minute. Sure, but because because here's the thing. I think if you swap these guys' as team, Jordan Love would look a lot better. Because you'd be like, oh, he fucking he's winning a couple games. It's blah blah blah. They're not they're just focusing on him not turning the ball over. When you're the Packers, you can't just focus on not turning the ball over. They have to go try to fucking win every game. Yeah. They have to go try to score on every fucking drive. All right, let's rapid fire through some of these if we could. Sure. Titans Bucks. Bucks are one point favorite at home. You're up first. I'll take the Titans. I will too. All right. Niners Jags, the best game of the week in Jacksonville. Ooh, interesting line here. Jacksonville is three point dogs wow. at home. Wow. Niners coming off a bye. So are the Jags. Niners have lost three in a row. What's the injury reports? It's a good question. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pull up this game because this is that's a that's kind of a wild line. All right, as of yesterday, Trent Williams is questionable. Trent Williams questionable. Debo's still out, right? No, it looks like Debo's not on the injury report. He's not. You're right. Okay. Oh man, I I'm up first. Trent Williams being out though. I'm going to take the Jags. Three-point dogs. I think it'll be a close game. I do, too. I, road dog, or home dog, west to east. No Trent Williams, questionable. 
The only thing that makes me want to take the Niners is how much I don't understand it. And how much would, I don't understand Jags minus one. And, and and this, even if the Niners lose, and this will be four in a row, I wouldn't even be worried. I still think they're right there. All they have I mean, to do is get in the playoffs. Exactly. So for that reason, I'm taking the Jags. Neither of us believe that the cock on Brock will be warmer in Florida. Has he got a big dick? Is, is, that, is that what they call him, Big Cock Brock? Well, you know, that's what, you know. Anytime, anytime a quarterback isn't expected to do a lot, and then they do, they big dick Nick. Some somehow, their cock is gigantic. <laughs> so you're taking the Jags as well. I am. It just it's the only re- again the only reason I am not a hundred percent feeling great about this line is it seems too obvious. Yeah, I agree. All right. Here's another good one, potentially. Ravens-Browns in Baltimore. You're up first. Another line I don't understand. I know the Browns got killed the first time. They also were playing with a backup quarterback. I believe Deshaun Watson Watson played last week. Browns are six-and-a-half-point dogs. Ooh, six-and-a-half in Baltimore? Yeah. You're up. I'll take the Browns. Yeah, me too. I mean, this feels like uh, this feels like everybody's on the Lamar Jackson train game. Yeah, he's been playing well. All right, battle of the birds, Falcons and Cards. Man, this is a terrible game. I know the Falcons don't have the worst record, but I just it's another game. Like, who wants to watch? It's in uh, Arizona. By the way, can we go back once? Well, I know you wanted to rapid fire. We get? Are we in a rush? Uh, it's not okay. like a kind of like, I'm just wondering I, if I, I got a... real quick. Roscoe is just, you know, he's, yeah. he's getting over pancreatitis and he's, just I don't believe, you know, I don't believe, you know, me and you are on the same page about Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, are I there did. any, are there any Reddit threads about Andy was wrong about Lamar Jackson? Cause they'd be as stupid and reckless, but I'm just wondering if they're out there. I have a prediction by the way. I think. I'm gonna call. I was joking with uh, with Justin about this. I said, I said that Thursday night football game, the Ravens are gonna beat the Bengals, which then would put the Ravens. Let's say the Bengals win this week, the Ravens win this week, and it plays out that way. So the Ravens have a two game lead on the Bengals, and they beat them both times, and everybody would be going nuts. And I said, then like a few weeks later, Lamar will get hurt. <laughs> and I'm not wishing that. I, I don't want to wish any injuries. Right. But I, I was like, it just, I can just see it happening where, where the Ravens open this like two plus game lead in the Bengals and then they lose it because Lamar gets hurt. And, you know, they're stuck with their backup. I don't know. But look, they, they, they look, they gave him some weapons this year. This, you talk about your show me. This is, this is the show me year for, for Lamar. You got weapons. You have your standard defense. Show me what you do in the playoffs. This is this is the show me year, man. Show me. Show me what you got. And in a weird way, like I'm predicting that, that situation, in a weird way, if they did beat the Bengals again, I don't see the Ravens beating the Bengals three times if they had to play in the playoffs. I'm listen, Andy. I I agree with you. We're on the same page. I just wonder where the st- the box score watchers and the and the rec- the people who only watch box scores and their and team records 
are on the you you Lamar hater. It's finally time to admit you're wrong. I, I, the reason I asked for it is because I think in the end, at, like my favorite thing about this is when I inevitably inevitably get proven right. And so I think that you would. I think I feel like you would really enjoy that too. I, I'm not like you. I don't have to be right. You don't have to be. You just probably <laughs> will be in this situation. So I, mean, I, we'll ca- I call for it. I, I want I want it out there. We we got it a lot in the off season. Well, I don't know if you've seen the odds. Uh, I am not the current Super Bowl odds. I mean, the Ravens. If you pull them up right now, you know it goes. Chiefs, this is on Fanduel. Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins, then Bengals. That's why I took the Bengals. I was like, the Bengals are behind all those teams still. That that, that was surprising to me. All right, so we're both going to take the Browns. Sorry, we already did that game. We're yep. on Falcons, Cardinals. Yep. Atlanta's two point favorites in Arizona. I don't know if Kyler Murray's coming back. Don't really give a shit. Um. I'm going to take the card or the uh, Falcons. Feels like the Falcons might be getting social media pressured into actually giving Bijan Robinson touches in the, in the red zone. So yeah, I'm on the Falcons too. Okay, cool. Um, All right. Lions chargers. Good game. Good game in LA. Any impress, anything impress you about the chargers? In New York, we both got that game wrong. Here's a confession. They're both going to be shocked. Didn't watch a play of Chargers Jets. Wow. Did not watch a play. Two of your teams. <laughs> Roscoe, was, Roscoe was still really sick. Yeah. And How's Roscoe doing, by the way? It's good. So he so he had some severe pancreatitis. It's the second time he's had it. Um and uh, he had to get IVs all day at the vet, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, the, You know, the comparison I do, I like he had a good run with food. The guy loves food. You've seen him. He's a fat little bastard, right? Yeah. Had a good run with food. Just like I had a good run with booze. That's the analogy, the crossover I'm using. I don't think Roscoe should quit food. No, but the food that he liked. Yeah. So he's got to be on a low fat diet and he hates it. I put out, I, I should send a picture to you. I put out four different bowls of food, which is a little overkill yesterday. Cause he wasn't eating any of them. It's like, you're just trying different things. It's prescribed. So the low fat, cause she's like, dude, a flare up. Not like that. We have to watch. She's like, he, he can't, she's like, dude, with him in the pancreatitis. And I guess there's a small dog thing too. He could have a piece of bacon and get it. So, like, now I have to watch him almost like a baby. How about, like, a quarter cup of, like, low-sodium chicken broth on top of it or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. So, like, that's what we've been doing is, you know, he can do the raw chicken. So, like, he ate something last night. So, he just got to recover. He had bad diarrhea. And I don't know. He'll, he'll bounce back. He should. But, like, this is kind of like, you know, I gave him a pep talk. Like, again, dude, this was me after the denting. Like. Dude, I haven't had booze in 10 years. I've made it work. Like, sorry, no table scraps ever. And your little Caesars packets are done in the morning. 
for for breakfast and the pepperoni is the tough one because he always got a treat when we came in after a walk he, and now he's looking at me like fuck you dude where's my pepperoni and uh thirty five hundred dollars later so Ugh, it's the worst it's the worst, worst. thirty five hundred dollars later if you have a pet out there get pet insurance now they yeah fuck, they fuck you anyway they fuck you hard but i've i've had a lot of horror stories shared with me from dirtballs since last week they really they do they still fuck you on pet insurance but get one anyway this is the very reason man it's unbelievable but yeah I think little guy's gonna gonna be on the back, but that's why I didn't watch that game. I was just we were we were just so exhausted. That was it. Literally, I was in bed by ten. I was like, I'm not even gonna watch any of it. I'm too tired. On top of that, I got diarrhea again. Like I I'm I'm done, dude. Like I I know I said this. Like I'm changing my diet. I've been eating healthy this week. No more sweets. No more like I don't know what's going on with me. This is what happens when you get old, man will just kick your ass and little mini me is just too much energy so this is a weird way <laughs> it's a lot of ways to tell us you didn't watch the fucking chargers game <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll tell you what joe i never thought i'd be having to put on an antifungal cream my little baby girl's vagina. This is where I'm oh, at. In my but life. Andy, though, I think that's this is where I'm at. We just got demonetized. This is where I'm at in my life. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. Anyway, it just makes you think of fucking John Madden. He's like, boom, you got fungus. Boom, <laughs> put it on your kids. Put it on your kids' undercarriage. Boom, tough acting, vajactin. Boom. So this again does have a potential to be a fun game. Lions are three point favorites in Detroit. It's in Los Angeles. I believe Ooh. they had a bye last week. Let's see here. I think I went first last time. This is a tough one. Road dog when it's the Lions is tough. Road fave, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Road favorite, home dog for the Chargers against the Lions is tough. It seems like Vegas giving no credit to any sort of turnaround by the fucking Chargers. A great offensive performance last week. Um, the bye week thing helped. There's going to be a ton of Lions fans there. Like, we always hear Chargers play nothing but road games, blah, 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 blah. They played well on the road last week. Uh, a return to SoFi for Jared Goff. Oh, little storyline there. Ooh, thank you, Andy. That that does. I'll take the Chargers. <laughs> I don't believe in Jared Goff revenge games. I'll take Mister True Grit. Lions win and cover. Are the Lions going to start seven and two? Yeah, probably. And. You the the here's the one thing that makes me want to pick the Lions is like there's no sign in recent Chargers history that they could put two games together in a row. Uh, well, exactly. That's the thing. But 
They did look real. Their offense looked good on Monday yeah, against defense, way better defense than the Lions. But, but my point is their defense, you can't judge their defense against the Jets. They're right. like the Lions are legit offensively. Oh, well, yeah, I know. But the, uh, offensive it, team. it wasn't. It wasn't so much the. De- I mean, the defense obviously played really well too. But all right, I'm sticking with the jet or the uh, Lions. All right, Giants, Cowboys, seventeen point Cowboy favorite. Seventy. I guess I got to take the Cowboys, but who's the quarterback for the Giants? Danny DeVito. And they're only giving him a helmet. They're they're not giving him the rest of the uniform. He's wearing his suit from Twins and a Giants helmet. Twins. Great movie, by the way. It is great. I was just thinking. I was just thinking of Arnold's face after he had sex for the first time when the camera pans to it. Great movie. Have you heard the um have you heard that Schwarzenegger DeVito? story the cocaine story it went viral on it went viral on uh on um it went viral on on tiktok it was i think it was from this it's always sunny in philadelphia or it might have been it might have been uh charlie day on rich eisen i mean you could look it up but it's pretty hilarious um he says that like danny devito told him a story about going to a party in the 80s and they they drew, they drew out everybody's names that were at the party in cocaine, and it was very much the Danny DeVito Arnold Schwarzenegger twins thing. So they're there together, and Arnold's like, "Oh, look at my name! It's a big so much cocaine, <laughs> Schwarzenegger." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, back when you could do that stuff and not die of fentanyl. Yeah. Um. Listen, the Giants having Daniel, like you hate to say it because there is a justification when it comes to your GM, your coach, ownership, whatever, with Daniel Jones coming back last week. Now they ran the tush push with a guy coming back from a neck injury. So let's just take everything that take, take that whole thing with a grain of salt. But, um, I said, you know, the season was over after the Seahawks game. And then you had the, the, the 99.9% chance to win. The only chance you had of revamping your whole season was you beat the jets, you beat the Raiders, you go into this game four and five against the Cowboys. That obviously did not go the way it went. The giants lost that game to the, the the jets. They bring back Daniel Jones. Best thing that ever happened to them is he got hurt. Yeah. Best thing ever happened to them. Well, you want to win three more games down the stretch with Daniel Jones. Why? Forget draft a quarterback. Forget draft a quarterback. Who gives a shit about a quarterback? Like, draft him if you want. Don't draft him if you don't want. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Draft a fucking offensive lineman. Draft an edge rusher. It doesn't matter. But one thing's for sure. You know, when you were in that, when you were in the idea of we're, we still have a season to play for, to not have a, to have Tommy DeVito on your roster, Danny DeVito on your roster, 
is reckless. But now, it's the greatest. Yeah, start Danny. Actually, the only way the Giants could be playing this better is if they actually started Danny DeVito. Great. Best thing ever happened to you. Best thing ever happened to you at this point in the season. I hope Danny DeVito and Tommy DeVito and any other DeVitos out there run. I th- I hope they want run the wishbone. I hope Danny DeVito hands off to Tommy DeVito on a reverse to Mikey DeVito, the Italian kid from fucking Brooklyn. Yeah. So we're, both ta- so we're both taking the Cowboys. I'll take the Cowboys to cover by 116. Okay, cool. Commander Seahawks in Seattle. Seahawks are six and a half point favorites. Mm. I'm surprisingly going to take the Commanders to cover. I am so happy that you did that. I'm going to take the Seahawks to cover. Commanders with a game. Like, what, what? Why are they winning games against the Patriots last week? And then uh, Seahawks get demolished. So bounce back game slash comeback down to earth game. I might I might bet this one. I wow. Might be, I might be in one of my might be in one of my locks. Okay. All right, Jets Raiders. Ugh. Again, these primetime games. Jets are one point favorites in Las Vegas. I'm gonna take there you go. Feels like the Jets are doing just enough to first not be able to let them go. I'll take the Jets to win. I love I love the Antonio Pierce story. I absolutely love it. I'll but, take the Raiders. Wow. Yeah. You believe in an Aiden uh, O'Connell against the Jets D? No, I just don't believe in Zach Wilson winning on the road. Yeah. In prime time. It's fair. It's fair. Broncos Bills. I mean, dear God. This is what I've been trying to say. Bills are seven point favorites. They've shown me the these these big spreads for them. Where is I, this game? It's in Buffalo. I don't really care. I'm taking the Broncos. Okay. I'll only take the Bills because it's in Buffalo. I mean, obviously that's why the spread is what it is as well, but all right. Week ten. That's a that's a horrible Monday night game that's only going to be made interesting by that spread. And it's a horrible Sunday night game. Yeah. At least at least both of those teams are like fighting for a playoff spot, kind of. Dude. But I mean it won't be a good game because the teams are not good. No. Not good for the viewer. All right, guys, you know the drill. Follow us on socials. The Dirty Sports. Come see us live in New Orleans, December 16th. Live podcast followed by two live comedy shows. Joe's host, or Joe, I'm sorry. Joe is headlining. I am hosting. And the Dirty Sports All-Stars will be there in support. Yeah. Andy, the other other Andy, Randy, and Pizza Star O. Um, Get tickets, 7 o'clock show. Might be the one I'm funneling dirt balls to, but if you want to come to the nine, you can. Um, live podcast at four, show at seven, show at nine. I'm doing an all sports comedy show at the Hollywood Improv Lab on December 5th. I believe that show starts at 7:30. Um, got some fun, 
folks on the show, Danny Jollis, um, Megan Gailey, Kostaki Economopoulos, Economopoulos, Dano Carter, and some other folks getting um, booked. So come to that. And then also, if you're in Alaska, uh, I'll be there the next, I'll be there next week, Wednesday, sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All these and more on my website, joeprainer.com. Cool. All right, guys, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Great weekend. We'll see you guys on Monday. And as always, stay dirty.